action. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope your day is starting off well. Um, happy anniversary to my parents if they're listening, although probably not. They're still working, so they they work overnights. It runs in my family, either getting up early or staying up late. So, uh, But it is October 11th, so I'll always be thankful for this day because if not, well, I, I was coming along anyway, whether they got married or not. <laughs> I, was, I was a guest at the wedding. I just wasn't... Uh, you know, out out yet. I wasn't, uh, I, they didn't need to get me a suit. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but anyway, we are here to talk with you about all the news of the day and to get you ready for your day. And 508-996-0500 is the number to call in and chime in. Thanks to everybody that came out last night and heard me talk about ghosts at the West Bridgewater Public Library. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite places to go to because the folks that work there are all about the paranormal and are actually kind of paranormal investigators themselves. So it's really cool to have people there that, you know, understand it and support it and, and want to help out with making sure that we spread the spooky word. Uh, but, of course, tonight I'll be in New Bedford at the New Bedford Public Library, 7 p.m. So if you want to come on by, it's free to attend. Um, I don't think there was registration required for this one, but um, I'm sure there's space. If not... You know, we'll open a window. You can stand outside and I'll talk really loudly. Make sure that you can uh, hear everything that I have to say. Tonight's going to be Paranormal 101, which is an overview of why we look for ghosts and why we think we can look for ghosts and some of the history of looking for ghosts. And I bring along some of the devices so you can check them out and see them up close and personal and realize when you do get a chance to see them, oh, these things aren't really as, as, as impressive as they make them look on TV. They're kind of some cheaply made, thrown together junk. Yep. <laughs> so you can check it out tonight uh, at the New Bedford Public Library. So yesterday, I put up a story at WBSM.com and on the app. It's something that I had been you know, working on for a couple of days. And I didn't realize that there was some drama behind this story. But uh, the story is about a beloved Route 1 restaurant. Now, anybody that you might not spend a lot of time going to Foxborough or Walpole or that area, but anybody that ever went to a Patriots game, especially back in the days of the original Foxborough slash Sullivan slash Schaefer Stadium, anybody that had ever gone to that facility when the area around it was kind of a desolate wasteland, uh, kids, all of you kids out there listening that only grew up knowing Gillette Stadium and Patriot Place, once upon a time, oh, about 25 years ago, if you went to Route 1, it was like the stadium, which was not really that impressive, but the stadium kind of came out of the middle of nowhere. It's like you're out there in the wilderness 
out there in the middle of nowhere, out there like something out of a backwoods horror movie, and then all of a sudden you're driving down the road, and oh, look, there's a football stadium. Is that a professional football stadium? It couldn't be. It's got to be like maybe a college stadium. Uh, oh, aluminum benches. Oh, no, it's got to be a high school stadium, right? No, that was actually where the New England Patriots played prior to the building of Gillette Stadium, which, by the way, there's also this this uh, idea out there now that Gillette Stadium was built because of the success that the Patriots had, and that's not true. The, the Gillette Stadium was already being built before the Patriots won their first Super Bowl. So it was being built because the old facility was horrible. But anyway, in those days, there wasn't much around the stadium. But about a mile down the road was a decades-old favorite, the Red Wing Diner. And the Red Wing was a place that my family went to growing up. If we were out that way, we'd stop in. Sometimes we'd make a special trip, especially if my mom wanted some of the fried clams. She's a big fried clams fan. And they were known for their fried clams. Like, they only got the best of the best. And in those days, the Red Wing was pretty darn affordable. I remember getting, like, the kids' spaghetti and meatball plate. And you could share that. That's how big it was. And that was the kids' size. So it was, that's what they were about. They were about good quality comfort food, big portions. And it was about serving you the kind of food that you would have at home. Turkey dinner. They were also famous for their turkey dinner. Meatloaf, you know, those kind of things. They made pizzas, kind of in the South Shore bar pizza style, even though it's not really South Shore per se. And I think anybody that's gone up that way prior to the creation of Gillette Stadium and Patriot Place, you probably stopped at the Red Wing at least once, if not, were a frequent visitor. Well, on September 5th, the Red Wing Diner closed down and said well, they were closing temporarily. But then they never reopened. And then the word came out last week that the restaurant had been put up for sale. I think it's $1.36 million. Which is kind of a lot of money for that location, for that building, I should say. But that piece of property is valuable. Being a mile away from Gillette Stadium... I mean, imagine who wants who would want that land if they could level the Red Wing Diner and start from scratch. What could you build there? You could build there's a it's a pretty good footprint of space. It could be another Dunkin', a Starbucks. It could be a lot of different things. Maybe maybe some of those it doesn't have enough space going back, but I don't know how far back the land goes. So. On the surface, you say, well, I mean, we really hope somebody can keep it alive. But then again, you know, family-run places up in that area are going to struggle if they, you know, if they're, if they're not already doing well, they're not going to suddenly turn around. And you kind of lament the fact that you're going to lose a place that was built in the 1930s. And, the, well, inside of it is a 1920s. Worcester lunch car that they've kind of built around over the years. But when you walk inside, it's still the interior of that lunch car. Someone will want to save that, I'm sure. Even if the restaurant doesn't continue as is. But 
the, the bottom line is that's going to be an attractive piece of land to a lot of people. So I'm just writing the story thinking, gee, I really hope somebody keeps it going. But if not, you know, I guess it had a good run. Basically almost 100 years in operation. But as it turns out, once that story went out and there were some other stories that have gone out as well, there's some drama going on. Apparently, the person who bought the Red Wing in 2008 and is selling it now bought it from his uncles. And the family members of those who sold the restaurant in 2008 are contending, at least based on Facebook comments, and, and I, I received a message, but I haven't had a chance to reply back. So if that person is listening, I will get back to you. It's just I was running to do a library lecture and then got out and it was late and everything. So, But apparently they take take issue with the way that the nephew who bought it has been running it. Now, I've been looking, you know, I went through all the Facebook photos on the Red Wing Diner Facebook page to find some photos that I could use for the story. Like I'm looking for a platter of fried clams and one of their pizzas and all of that so I can put photos in there. And as I'm looking through, I'm like, oh, this, some of this menu is not like what I remember the Red Wing being. Some of it is like somebody's trying to be a little bit more upscale. And that's not what the Red Wing was about. So I would just thought, you know, uh, well, maybe, maybe that played a part in why the restaurant's for sale. Maybe they just weren't as successful as they thought they'd be. Maybe they're going to try another concept somewhere else. I don't know the reasoning. But according to these family members, the person who took it over took it away from what it originally was, and then that led to a kind of suffering. And then also there's accusations that he owes back taxes. I don't know anything about that. I'm just reading the comments on social media. But now those original folks... Well, the family of the folks that originally owned it are looking to try to purchase it themselves. On top of that, there's commentary from the family of the original, original owners, which I guess was all part of the same family. But the original, original owners family is, you know, arguing and contending, no, you know, you're, you're blasphemizing the history blaspheming the history of the Red Wing Diner. So the whole thing has turned into a dramatic mess that, of course, I'm going to be watching from the sidelines because I I don't really have a dog in the fight, but it's, it's kind of fun to watch from the sidelines. But anyway, you want to buy a restaurant? You want to buy a restaurant with a heritage? You want to buy a restaurant that could be a good investment opportunity when... Duncan or someone else comes knocking for your land. No matter what, the Red Wing Diner is for sale. Just about $1.4 million. If you're looking for a place to make sure that you can park every Sunday and walk down to Gillette Stadium, that might be worth it right there. Think of the money you'll save in parking if you just buy that place for $1.4 million and walk every Sunday. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. So you can read about that at WBSM.com and on the app. If the name Red Wing Diner sounds familiar and you're not really sure if you've been there or not, once you look at the photo, you'll say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been there before. Or at least I've driven by it when going down Route 1.
So that's one of the many things that we can talk about today. Of course, we are still going to be pushing hard on getting folks out to vote in the November 7th election. You will hear more and more discussion about that here and on South Coast Now, and I'm sure Barry will be talking about it as well. But when you think about it, we are less than a month away. Maybe you've already made up your mind as to who you're voting for. What I find interesting is we are now over a week since the preliminary election. And I'm hearing very little. There are some ads that are running on WBSM for some candidates. Obviously, I've seen a lot of signs driving around the city. But I'm not seeing, and it's 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 like the folks who are challenging the incumbents are not serious about it. In the I think in the counselor at large race, you've got folks that are making a good run. But I don't know. I'm not. Maybe maybe it's just I'm not paying close enough attention. But I'm not hearing enough about the Ward One race. I'm not, I've been hearing commercials from Joe Lopes for the Ward 5 race. And Zach Boyer was here in studio. Joe was here in studio with South Coast Now. And maybe it's going to intensify. Maybe it's just because, you know, the week after the preliminary, everybody's kind of recharging and getting ready. But have you heard anything from Tyson Moultrie? Am I, am I blocked on social media or something? Am I not seeing his posts and he's been out there putting up stuff every day? Because I don't know. I just... It, we say that we want people to run, but then when people run, are they actually running? So I think we'll, we'll start to see more as we get closer to the November 7th date. Ugh. I just clicked on Tyson Moultrie's Facebook page and I saw his slogan for this campaign and uh yeah. No blue, no red, just new beige. You can't you you you've only lived here for like five years. You can't call it new beige. Maybe you can. I don't know. It's up to you guys. You you you've lived here longer. Uh so the last post that he had on his page was on October 4th. So we're talking about the day after the preliminary election. And he says, and I'm just going to read it because it's not that long. Dear residents of New Bedford, my family and I want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who came out and voted yesterday. Your belief in my ability to lead our great city is both an honor and a privilege. Together, I hope we will inspire greater civic engagement and higher voter turnout, showing that when a community comes together, there is no limit to what we can achieve. As we move, towards, as we move forward towards the general election on November 7th, I am excited about the possibilities that lie ahead. Our work is far from over, but with your continued support and dedication, I am confident that we can build a brighter and more prosperous future for all residents of our city. Together, we will address the challenges that face us, create opportunities for growth and prosperity, and ensure that New Bedford remains a place that we are all proud to call home. And I'm, I'm just wondering why it's, it's been a week and on your official campaign Facebook page, I'm not seeing photos of you out meeting people. I'm not seeing 
discussion points about what your platform is, you can go to his website. And when you go to his website, there's his platform up there. You can read it. I mean, it looks like he's put some thought into what he's putting up there. But, you know, get that, get that out there. Make a social media post every day with one part of your platform. I mean, I'm not running your campaign for you here, but it just doesn't look like you're that engaged. We know that social media, especially Facebook, is a key tool for people to want to come out and support politicians here locally. When Charlie Perry ran against Mayor Mitchell, he had a lot of support on Facebook, which, although he didn't win in the final election, I'm sure a lot of that did help his final numbers. Now, there's also the mindset, too, that the people on Facebook talking about politics don't vote either. I don't know how much of that is true. But I always kind of use the line, you know, if Facebook won elections, Charlie Perry would be mayor. Because he certainly won the social media polling that year. And then you can look at it to, to translate directly because look at Council, Councilor at Large Ian Abreu, who is the top vote getter and has overwhelming support on social media. So it can translate. So I, I don't, it, if you're not engaged with that, with that voice, with that platform, I don't know if you are as engaged in the election itself, or you're just kind of misjudging where the common voter of New Bedford is getting their information from. Because if you think that you're going to go up against John Mitchell and you're going to win by courting the business community and the upper middle class community, those who would come out and traditionally vote in elections, you're, you're not going to win them over. They're going to vote for John Mitchell. They're, they're going to go out and vote and they're going to vote for John Mitchell. You need to get the people behind it. You need to be talking to the people who every day are on there complaining about Mayor Mitchell. Now, most of those complaints I find are unfounded. They just have this perception of, well, because he's the mayor, he's, and I don't like the way the city's going, so it's his fault, and he's not doing the right thing, and he cares more about lining his own pockets. You can say a lot of things about John Mitchell, but you can't say that he isn't, the things that he does, he doesn't think that he's doing for the better of the city. Whether or not you agree with it is a different story. So, I don't know, I just, I think maybe it's an unfair rubric to use, to use that as the measurement to say, well, I'm looking at what you've posted on, on Facebook and you haven't had a post in a week since the day after the preliminary election, so maybe you're not serious about this candidacy. 508-996-0500, going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And now it is time to go into the newsroom and get all the big stories of the day from Ariel Dorsey. 
Republican and Democratic lawmakers are introducing a bill to provide $2 billion in aid for Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system. Iron Dome is a system that intercepts rockets fired at Israel. Lawmakers from both parties have vowed to support Israel, but Congress can't act because there is no House Speaker after Kevin McCarthy was removed last week. U.S. officials are investigating whether some of the Hamas militants who carried out the shocking attack on Israel got advanced training from Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said on Tuesday that Iran was complicit in the attack that was far more sophisticated than past Hamas operations. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky made a surprise visit to NATO headquarters Wednesday. Zelensky's visit came as top NATO defense officials are considering how many more weapons the West can give Ukraine in its war against Russia and for how much longer, given the new war between Israel and Hamas. Zelensky has been appealing to Western allies to continue providing Ukraine with aid and weapons since Hamas attacked Israel early Saturday. The U.S. Coast Guard has recovered more debris and presumed human remains from the Titan submersible that imploded in June. According to a press release from Coast Guard headquarters, officials discovered more evidence on the floor of the Atlantic Ocean last week. The debris and human remains were retrieved and are now being examined at a U.S. port. The Washington Post plans to cut almost 10% of its workforce. The paper announced on Tuesday that it will cut 240 jobs through voluntary buyouts. Staffers were told in an email that company leaders had been overly optimistic about growth in readership, subscriptions, and ads for the past two years. The 100 and four-year-old Chicago woman who recently set a world record for the oldest person to skydive has died. Dorothy Hoffner passed away in her sleep on Monday, and she set the record last week after landing on the ground at Skydive Chicago Airport. In sports, the Patriots are hoping to get some much-needed help for their receiving core. Wide receiver Tyquan Thornton returned to the practice field on Tuesday. Thornton suffered an undisclosed shoulder injury during joint practice with the Green Bay Pratt Pack. Packers. The Pats now have up to three weeks to add him to the active roster. New England is last in the AFC East at 1-4 and four and will visit the Las Vegas Raiders this weekend. The puck has officially dropped on the NHL regular season. The Bruins begin their season tonight when they play host to the Chicago Blackhawks at TD Garden. The Bruins are hoping to recover from a disappointing end to last year. After setting the NHL's single season point and wins record, Boston was eliminated in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs by the Florida Panthers. General managers across the NBA have given their predictions on which team will win the title this season. The defending champion Denver Nuggets and the Boston Celtics were selected as co-favorites to hoist the Larry O'Brien Trophy with 33% of the vote. The Celtics continue their exhibition schedule when they visit the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. To be with you, everybody, on this Wednesday morning, uh, disturbance aloft will be bringing a few showers this morning with cool temperatures. Otherwise, mainly dry mix of sun and clouds this afternoon with temperatures in the upper 60s. Dry and cool overnight tonight as we head into Thursday, Friday. Cooler temperatures with more sun than clouds. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Sassi del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. 
Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Right here on WBSM. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love. In 508-996-0500. Uh, let's go back. Well, let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning. You are on WBSM. What's shaking, playboy? Hey, Lamone, how's it going? Uh, 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 well, okay, I've just got some news for you guys. Okay. okay you remember you now my daughter, uh, my middle daughter works for the CDC, and back in, in September 2019, she told me, and I told you guys uh, about uh, in that September, about about the COVID coming here. That was like six months before it even got into the news. Mainly. And then I told you the next week, I told you that he, that uh, Tom Brady was going to leave and was going to go somewhere warm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe I was thinking maybe San Diego, something like that. But he went to Tampa Bay. So I was right about both those things. Well, my, I talked to my daughter, and she said that there's a new something that's coming, coming here and it's being, it's being sent out. And they want to call it something like that. Weapon X, or you know, I'm thinking that's like, like Wolverine, yeah, like yeah, okay. But it's, I think it's disease X, but or something like that. That this, this, she said it's weaponized, and it's going to be coming, it's coming here soon. The states things probably on the way here. Now you know there's like, uh, like for instance, there's like mosquitoes that have the, uh, that you, you did tie uh, something. Uh, mosquitoes that have uh, yellow thing to give the yellow fever, you know that that's on the west east coast, and then we still got them here in Las Vegas too. Well, and so um, I'm saying, you know, that there's that's something that people might need to look out for. Well, we'll it's keep an eye on it. Coming. And if then then I then I told you everything back in September, you've been 2019 before all this stuff came down. Then I tell you, and you're like, no, he's going to stay with us. Remember, you, you said that night he's going to stay. I said he might be re- when he goes to the hall. He might go to the he might go to the hall with the team that he he finally finished playing football for, which is Tampa Bay. Now, didn't I tell you this all all in? I mean, I, I think he'll I think he'll go in the Hall of Fame as a Patriot. But uh, you know, you you did you did call it. So I will I will now from here on out w w, Lamonstradamus. Why? Thank you. And I like the and I like the. I would say, oh, you said, I would be like, I like my nostrils too, so you know, you know, but you know, they're very, sometimes they're flamboyant, you know, you know like, like, uh, like Rip Taylor, you know, like everyone, like, oh, you know, Rip Taylor's going like that, All right, yeah, but I just think that that's something that, uh, people need to be careful, so I'm, I'm suggesting all kinds of, uh, vitamin C and whatever it takes. And it's, and, and it's sad, but they're trying to, they're really trying to kill off all those, all the, Folks, those folks that had 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 respect for our country, and also in, in going to church, you know, in God. Like I said, there's plenty of kids that are alive today that when they went to church, they went to their grandparents, and so and it's like that's what they're, they're trying to kill up, kill them off. And you know that people that had, uh, 
you know, the flag meant something, you know, the United States, you know, that respect and stuff, right? which it seems like these younglings today have no respect for, for, for the people that died and what they've done for this country. And I've, I've three, there's one thing I'd say, there's people probably, all that have to die for, there's only three things to die for, your country, your family, and your God. And, you know, there's only, there's only three things you put your life down for, for anything. You know, and it's like, I love the Dallas Cowboys, but I, I'm, I'm old enough where I'm not going to take, take, take an L for them to get enough L's, you know. So, <laughs> right, yeah, you know, exactly. Know, heaven forbid, let me be that dumb guy, you know, geez. And I'm trying to, trying to like I said, it's, it's a sad thing to see what's going on. And I'm telling everybody, if, once again, if you got people out there you love that's, you know, or by themselves or, or older people, parents, whatever, aunts, cousins, whatever, call them, check them out. You know, because while they're healthy or if they're still healthy and stuff, because he's later on and this comes and hit us, it's supposed to be going to be twice as hard. I'm thinking maybe Mary Lou Retton might be the first first famous person that has it. No, I don't, I don't know. Let's, let, let's not speculate on that, but uh, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm, I'm going to hold you there, Lamone, because I got some other callers, but thank you for wouldn't checking that in. Wouldn't that be a frightening thing if that is the case? It would be, absolutely. But uh, well, let's hope uh, Lamone Stradamus is not totally accurate on this one and that things aren't as bad as you're seeing it but and uh you're definitely wrong on on tom brady going into the hall of fame as a buccaneer that much i that much i can be certain of but i told you was leaving you did you did call that yes absolutely and you did you did say he was going to be buying a piece of the raiders and look look what happened so see lamon stradamus that's right dan skip you little hippie all right you have a good day god bless you brother take it easy could you ask uh uh ariel did she ever live in las vegas when she was younger. Have you ever lived in Las Vegas, Ariel? I have never lived in Las Vegas or visited Las well, Vegas. Well, you probably want to avoid thing. it now. No, you might want to come to visit. Maybe when Tim comes, you can, you can tag him along. You know, we'll find something, something to get you into. Okay, God bless you kids, and hope to talk to you guys soon. God bless you. All right, take See care, Lamone. That is Lamone in Las Vegas. Let's go to another call here, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Monstradamus. Yeah, I think it works. <laughs> I like it. Hey, um, good morning. Morning. Um, so I want you. I want to. I want to read something to you real quick. I I was reading and um, I came across and it, it kind of sparked my interest. Um, it says uh, a man fleeing war takes his wife and children, and now and then it says a man going to war. Leaves them behind. All right? So you follow me on that one, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay. So does it not make, is it, is it a little bit of a coincidence that, you know, and I'm going to touch on the illegal immigration, right? Does it not make a little bit of sense how we have all this illegal immigration going on and you know, getting dumped in New York City and Massachusetts and New Jersey and Connecticut, you know, all those northeastern states, right? And then we have all these riots that have, not riots, I'm sorry, protests and rallies going on for, for Palestine, okay? How did they have all these signs already made, like ready to go well, the day after it happened? It doesn't take that long to make a sign. No, but I mean like professionally made signs. Like you think people are whipping these things up? Yeah, it still doesn't take that long to make it. 
People have printers in their own house. They have those where they cry cup machines and all that kind of stuff. They can whip stuff out in, in an hour. Yeah, it just uh, something something doesn't smell right, Tim. Honestly, you know, for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people to have these signs made ready to go, like in, in all major cities. My little brother lives in New York City. Oh, he lives in New York. So, City. so yeah, rather rather Long than Island. research, rather than research, and yeah. say how long does it take to print up a sign? Instead, you're just going to say, "Oh, there's something going on here. There's oh, some no, sort of." Oh, I mean, I'm. I- you, John, I don't know how your mind works, but you immediately go to the conspiracy every time. I mean, no, no, I just read stuff online and I'm like... Stop wow, reading things online because you're reading the wrong things. <laughs> well, I know for a fact I can't pick up a book and read about the, the uh, Israeli and, uh, you know, the... the but maybe go, to, maybe go to some of those websites that rank the validity of different sites and their reporting and, and, and judge the sites that you're getting this information from and that you're reading these theories from. Because I, I think you're kind of bordering on some of the sites that uh, probably are putting out more opinion than they are fact. I just, I just, I just, I heard that comment or that, I read that, that. So, well, let me go back to your original point of, you know, the, the idea of men coming to a country alone and, and, and are, you know, for, I, I get what you're trying to lead this into, but also keep in mind that during the immigration wave of the late uh, 1800s and early 1900s, there were a lot of men who left their families behind in other countries and came here alone to start building the life to then bring them to. There were a lot of pilgrim men that came here alone to start building their life and then bring their family to later on. It's not like this is a, a, a new phenomenon of somebody saying, I'm going to go and I'm going to get a job and get us a place to live. And then when I'm settled, I will come back and get you and bring you to live with me because I'd rather not bring you to a place where we have to go and move into a motel, all of us living together. Well, I'm gonna. I, I I I get what you're saying, but I, what I'm gonna I'm gonna point I'm gonna point you know I'm gonna I'm gonna point you in the right direction here, Tim. I'm gonna bring you on to the dark side. And I saw I I saw I saw video proof, okay. And uh, you know on on okay, I'll I'll just I'll just say it. Fox News, okay. That's a news media. You know, Fox News is. You know, rep, somewhat reputable. It's kind of like CNN. You know what I mean? With their, I, I don't know. Anyways, they even call it reputable after what happened with the Dominion voting machine scandal with Tucker Carlson. Well, anyways, with the well, what's the matter with Tucker Carlson? What the hell? How he he he? You ever heard of the crazy stuff that he put out all the time? Well, on his own time or no? When he was on Fox News. Oh, that wasn't all crazy stuff. That's the Great all, Replacement all, Theory hey, isn't he was, crazy stuff? When he was talking about the aliens and stuff, now look at what we're doing. <laughs> look at what, hey, all of a sudden we got no, aliens. I'm, I'm, I'm looking more now. at the the idea that white men are being replaced. That that oh. bogus conspiracy theory. Oh, by far. I mean, have you not, have you not opened your eyes and looked around? <sighs> I can't with you today. Just come get, on, just come avoid the, me. Hold on, hold on. Get, get, get to your point about the video. Get to your point about the video. I saw a video from Fox News, okay, that pit, that 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 of New York City, New York City, right? Thousands of, I don't know if they're Haitian, African American, wherever they're coming from, but they're very dark skinned, uh, you know, males, military aged males. Not a woman in sight, not a ch- a child in sight. And what were they There's doing? Thousands sitting on the sitting on on a, on the street. All in single file line, like wait, almost like waiting to get put on a bus or a multiple bus. So, so then extrapolate it out, John. What's going on? What are they here for then? I, I don't like I said, Tim. A man fleeing war takes his wife and children with him. A man going to war leaves them behind. There's no invasion happening. Nobody's coming here to try to take over our country. 
You don't have to worry. You can still go to Market hey, Basket I, I, and yell at the Market Basket employees about how much your steak costs. Your life is going to go on. Nothing's no, going to no, change about, for you. About how much my food bill costs. And I'm going to let you know. I spent a little bit less this week. I, I, uh, last week I spent, I think it was 387 So it was a little less this week. But, you know, I also didn't get enough. I, I also didn't really get a lot of meat because I had some from the week before. But other than that, hey, I don't know, Tim. Listen. Maybe, maybe uh, a little less meat in your diet. I, well, I'll help I, you out. I am, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. No, no. I, I, I do a low diet. I do a low to no carb and a high protein. No, diet. I get you. I have to do the same thing. So, and um, yeah, it works for me, man. I've lost about 82 pounds so far in the last nice. year. Yeah, uh, September. So there we no go. But, but, hey, between listen, the two of us, we've uh, lost a full grown adult. I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't fault you for using medication to, to some people have to do that to get the motivation to do it to begin with you know what i mean and it, you know what you know what motivated me tim when i was laying in my bed one night and i was laying there and i just felt like a fat slob i'm like i gotta i, I was 336 pounds you know I, but i was like built i'm built like i'm 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 big bones i, I mm-hmm. like to call myself big bone i know it's not really a, a real thing but you know no, like, no. Some, uh, pe- some people have a larger frame i'm dense I like, I let's just say I'm dense. I'm like picking up a brownie and like the brownie weighing like 15 pounds. You know what I mean? I'm like a dense brownie. But no, it's like laying there one night. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, I got to lose weight, man. <laughs> I'm like, I got to lose weight if I want to see the next 20 years. You know what I mean? And, you know, and then I, that, that's it, man. A light, a light, yeah, I, I light think that's, that's what wakes up a lot of people is the, yeah. the realization that, you know, when you're younger, you're like, ah, I can take care of this later. Uh, you know, yeah. I'll be all right later. And then when later starts to come and creep in, you're like, I'm running out of time. And, and uh, you know, public, uh, not not public service announcement, but newsflash to anybody that's in their, you know, 40s and 50s, it's not too late. Because I'll tell you right now, I was in the Army and I was in the best shape of my life when I was in my, well, when I was 18 years old, okay? Flash forward to, you know, or fast forward to, you know, I'm 32 now and it took me a year to get back into, you know, what I was looking like when I was in the Army. And it was, and, it, and I'm telling you right now, it was hard, it was hard work, hard work. So, but, hey, listen, I'll let you go on that one. All right. You have a good day. Remember what I said about these illegal immigrants. Folks. I will. You remember what I said about uh, <laughs> about not having too much steak. Yeah, I know. That's, right. that's how I got my kidney stones, I think. So, all right. You have a good one. 508-996-0500. We'll get right back into the calls. I just got to take a quick break. Welcome back. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, Tim. Yes. Hey, I heard your conversation with John. Um and all I can say to you, are you 100% that there's no invasion going on? Does it take an invasion to kill a lot of people? Well, I think um, a planned, you know, nefarious, plotted out, bringing people in, lining something up invasion is what I'm referring to. If you want to say invasion of there's a lot of people coming here um, and that they're coming here uh, in droves all at once, and yeah, then you can look at it from that perspective. But John's trying to portray this as they're bringing in military-aged males for some reason, and uh, they're going to try to start a war against America from the inside. Well, it, you know, again, it could be a, a, a faction of a, a terrorist attack. I mean, uh, you take that 2%, I mean, are you absolutely positive that some of these people they're putting in some of these towns that don't have that capability to do something. I'm, I'm sure that there are people that do, but there's more people already in that town that have that same capability that, that are natural born citizens that live there. Well, we could argue that point, but you got to remember 
we had people right in our backyard in Dartmouth that bombed in Boston. You know, killed people, named a lot of people. So that possibility is there. We had 9-11 where the people who are training in this country were totally oblivious to. And we had 9-11. So the possibility is there. No matter how small the town is, we don't know who these people are. They have, they could travel, have that capability to hide out. Don't forget, we got, you know, the uh, military base close by. So, so because there's the possibility that there are some people that could come in here with nefarious purposes, we should just shut down all immigration then? Oh, well, I, when you say all immigration, I would say legal immigration. We have laws on the book that have just been swept aside. I mean, that we've got people waiting in lines that want to do it the right way that are not being allowed to do it. And, you know, they're pushed to the back of the line. And I mean, legal immigration, sure. Then you get that. You do, you do realize that the asylum process is a legal immigration process. The asylum process is what is a legal? Is that yes, what legal. It's legal. It is a legal process to come in and apply for asylum. Well, they, you, they, again, you get back to uh, asylum. These people are coming across the river. As soon as they come across the river, before they put their foot on our ground, they've already broken the federal law coming in into this country. That's a federal offense. Not if Before they come in and apply for asylum, it isn't. Well, I mean, they're going to use every excuse in the book. I mean, they just picked this asylum. Out. You don't know that it's an excuse. You're just assuming it's an excuse because you don't want them here. I don't want them here if they're not vetted. How can you, would you As part of that asylum process, that's what goes down. That's one of the things that they do as part of that process. But they're not vetting them, Tim. They're everywhere. What do you want them to do? Vet them the minute they step foot in the country? It's a process that takes time. They're in that process. Well, they shouldn't be allowed to. Well, then they should change the asylum laws, but that's the way that the laws work right now. They're illegal individuals they are not illegal you can say it as many times as you want but they're not illegal i'm gonna you're gonna say they're seeking asylum i'm gonna say they're illegal you can say it all you want the fact of the matter is they formally applied for asylum so they're here illegally they're not they didn't formally uh, apply what do they do it filling out the paperwork in the middle of the river no you apply for asylum when you come to the country you can't apply for asylum until you come into the country they're loading them up on buses and just distributing them. They're not doing the paperwork. Do you see what Fox put out? No, because I don't watch garbage like Fox. Well, again, they they uh, they received information of all the people that taken in over the border from Hamas, all the different countries, all the numbers are there that they acquired of all these people we've taken from every country. Now, you're going to say every country we took in, these people are seeking asylum. If they filled out the paperwork and they applied for the process, yes. Okay. All right, Kim. All right. Have a good day. Take it easy. 508-996-0500. No matter how many times you want to refer to them as illegal, it doesn't make it so. You can, you can argue all you want about it. I heard Howie yesterday talking about how many military-age males have come across this. Yeah, but you're not giving us the whole picture. How many of those military-age males also came with family members? You're skewing the story to try to make it fit what your narrative is. 
and it doesn't fit what your narrative is. 508-996-0500. Going to take one final break of the